Did you bring what I asked for? Yeah, 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 I got it, I got it. It's all here. It's all here, it's all here. Because I ain't paying you if there's no skits in this case. No, 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 I, I, I doubled and triple checked everything. It's all in there. And the queer trans ladies? Yep, they're in there, they're in there. They're all in here. They're all in there. Right, and the things we watch? Yep, the Listen, thing, yeah, the play, play with? Yep, yeah, it's all there. It's all in there. It's all in there. It's an entire case of queer and pleasant strangers. It, exactly, I wouldn't try and rip you off. Here's the 50 G's, now get out of my sight. Oh... Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Iris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a catch-up about our weeks and do silly skits and yeah, voices. that is what this podcast's about. Yeah, and we talk about all sorts of media things, what we've consumed. Media. How How has your media consumption-based week been? Delicious. Oh, wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> we finished a lot of stuff this week. Yeah, it's been a week of finishing things. It's been a week of, like, getting getting to the end of things we started a while ago, or just binging things in their entirety. Yeah. It's been one of those kind of weeks. It's been a, a, a consume media. Stop thinking about the world. Consume media. Consume. Be be good capitalist. Consume media. I mean, I don't know if I've been a good capitalist. I've mostly <laughs> been playing things I already owned. I mean, yeah, that's that's fair. It's not like I've been purchasing anything new to consume. Take that, the Steam sale. You <laughs> did yourself out of purchases by millions of previous Steam sales that yeah are, uh, and, and stuff. See, I didn't, I didn't bother to look at the Steam sale because the itch bundle is like, I, I don't need to buy games for a while. I have, <laughs> cannot justify buying anything else. I have 2,000 games here I need to start playing. No more games until then. I've dipped into those. I haven't got any I'm going to repeat, uh, re- repeat, report on yet. Yeah. Um, that's the thing when you've got 2,000 games. You, you're going to have to dig through some stuff to find stuff that's your jam. Well, that and there's like, there's stuff in there that isn't just games. Yeah. Like there's, there's tile sets for like RPG making things. Mm. And I think there's a couple of fonts in there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there to, to, so to look things. through. Well, shall we start on the things we've played this week then? Yeah, what have we played? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what? Well, we we did some board gaming over the internet this week. We did. We we set up our webcam down on the table uh, and tried playing some socially distanced board games. Yeah, for anyone who's seen the throwing cardboard stuff on on my Twitch, where we play Magic Gathering or Pokemon, yeah. that's basically the setup. Yeah, I think we did a decent job of finding some games we could play with friends. While being in separate locations, um, yeah, I did have to send spend, send most of the manual to them. Yes, yeah. So we we've started by playing Lords of Waterdeep, which we've talked about on this show before. It's a worker placement game. Yes, collect resources by going to the various positions with your workers. Try and complete quests by getting the right resources. How many points you got at the end? Um, things to expand the city. I don't think we could have played that remotely with just one copy of the game. No. Uh, it's a little too detail-oriented that we... Thankfully, the friends we have also had a copy of the game. I know that, because I bought it for them. Yeah. <laughs> so we basically... We had one that was like the master copy, and whenever you turn over like a new quest, it'd be like, this quest has been turned over, place it on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our friends had obviously a mirror that they could look at like, ah, oh, yes, I can see more clearly what I want on yeah. here. I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah, it it went pretty smoothly. Mm-hmm. Had a good fun game of that. And then we played Tiny Epic Mechs, which is a programming game. Yeah, uh, I think that worked quite well over the internet with only one copy because the cards, you can basically just scribble eight pieces of paper each that have arrows on them and some words. That's not too bad. Nope. And then it's just 
where on this grid would you like to be? Which is fairly easy to see over a webcam, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we zoomed in a bit for that because it obviously to get a tighter angle on the board. Yeah, took photos of uh, weapons when they came up so that, you know, people could peruse at their own speed. Mm -hmm. But I think we did all right. Yeah, it's it's been nice working out which of our games can and can't be done physically at a distance. Yeah. Um, going back to descriptions for Tony Epic Mix, it's yes. another game in games, small box game, mm. where basically you are people in an arena for the entertainment of a crowd, and you've got to have cool battles to to gain more points yeah. and set up the, like traps and things in the arena, like mines or turrets. Uh, you're collecting resources to buy more and better weapons and hopefully getting into your power armor and once you've got all that and and some good weapons maybe go for the mighty mech indeed um really lovely miniatures on that game the oh, so being able to put the meeple in the mechs is wonderful and all the little plastic weapons you can stick on I- i'll be honest i didn't really look at the rest of the campaign i was just like you could put people in the mechs <laughs> It's, it's a really fun little game, that one, in that you have to basically pick your four moves and then you go back and forth like first move, first move, second move, second move. Um, and the number of times that it's like, oh no, I'm about to, I, d- I don't want to move this way anymore. I don't want to do this. I'm about to walk into you. Yeah, it's, it's quite fun trying to second guess what everyone else is going to do and what you're safe to do. It's a difficult one. Yeah. Especially when someone's like massively overpowered for you. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it's like, oh no, the person with no mech at all accidentally stumbled into the person with the biggest mech. Oops. Oops. And then, like, as they've retreated, they've gone, I'm really sorry about this. My next move is actually to, to, to go that way, where you decided to retreat to. <laughs> uh, so, technically, we're going to fight again and you're going to lose even more health. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really enjoy that. I, I feel the desire to play more of that game. I love Tiny Epic games. I love all the Tiny Epic games. Dinosaurs yeah. is on its way. Oh, yeah, all the Tiny Epic stuff is good. I'm excited for more Tiny Epic. Uh, the Pirates Kickstarter just finished, so I believe that is not long before that's going to be on its way. Nice. Uh, what about you? What else have you been playing this week? Oh, I've been playing... Uh, just basically going through, like, games I've got that yeah. haven't tried before um a few weeks ago possibly months ago i got um watchdogs yes on the epic store this, this is the original watchdogs the original watchdogs yeah yeah um so i mean first of all the problem of fucking installing the damn thing yes yes because you installed it... it through the epic launcher <laughs> and it wouldn't load so i looked online for advice and people were like yeah you have to go into this folder and click this thing and you'll have to install Uplay and then reinstall it through Uplay. It's like, oh, okay. So what was the point of me downloading it from there if I can never use it? No. So I downloaded oh. it through Uplay, got it running, played about an hour and a half of it and went, this isn't very good. Yeah, see, the original Watch Dogs was like, a lot of it was trying to be very spectacle and fancy with with next gen tech. It was like, hey, look, it's an open world game, but you can you can hack and you can get like d- there'll be different information about every NPC. And it was it was trying to be like a technical showpiece, and it wasn't really that much fun as a game. Yeah. Uh, Watch Dogs too, a lot better. Takes itself a lot less seriously. Has a bit more fun with its narrative. I, I seem to have a big problem with like Ubisoft games because yeah, I got um, Far Cry Three ages ago. I was like, oh, it's only a fiver. I'll give that a try. 
and I've I think I've installed it about four or five times. I get an hour in and just go, this isn't fun. Yeah. Ubisoft. Ubisoft for several years got into a bit of a predictable formulaic rut with a lot of their open world games, and was they it just towers. Was it the towers? It was the era of towers. Hey, drive your car to this t- watchtower location. Ooh. Yeah, and then maybe there's a puzzle to get into it. Yeah, using cameras. They they got a bit um, they got a bit complacent with their open worlds for a few years, and there was a bit of an era where they were all a bit samey. Yeah, just differently skinned. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure it was a technical masterpiece or whatever, even if they did, you know, completely nerf the graphics on PC, but <laughs> yeah. I just didn't care. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I don't care about Aiden, I don't care about what's going on, uh, I, I don't care about the world, I find the, the mission system not particularly it's, intuitive. I'm not a big fan of the original Watch Dogs. I, I don't... Like, okay, there's tons of things on my map. What things am I prioritizing? Yeah. Do I do I want the ticks? It doesn't seem to be getting me very much. <laughs> I don't think I want the ticks. Do I want to go here and do this? Oh, apparently, that's not very interesting either. Do I want to go and oh, unlock all, all of the tower things? Okay, there's a certain puzzle element, but ultimately, it's not that good, is it? No. no. So yeah, that's me shitting on watchdogs. <laughs> I mean, it's deserved. <laughs> What about you? Uh, I've just been playing loads more Binding of Isaac. Um, I played some Binding of Isaac. Yeah, so like, honestly, this week has been a bit of a wild week. I've not been in the mental state to commit to anything particularly more long-term than a a, a run of Binding of Isaac here and there. You know, just long enough that you can safely refresh your uh, unbound page. Exactly, and (laughs) be like, has it gone, has has number go up? What if number go up? I've I've stopped refreshing because the number hit a hundred, so now I can stop obsessing quite so much about it, which is nice. Um, it was like a hundred and six percent last time I checked. I will refresh it to find no, out now. One hundred and seven percent. One hundred eight percent. Ooh, it continued to to, to grow. Um, yeah, I've been I've been getting real, making real progress with playing as a Zazel. Um, I had a really good run the other day where I had two things at the same time. I had. Uh, I, f- I forget what it's called. It's the thing that makes me have a big ring of laser that moves independently to myself. Mm. Um, and I also had this... Every time you complete a room, it recharges. And usually it makes one tier go in every direction. But with the Zazel, laser in every direction. Nice. Um, and on top of that, I had like the upgraded laser. So it was like full room coverage. Ooh. So I was like walking into rooms, hitting the send tiers in every direction button. And just one-shotting rooms. Um, including bosses? Or? Uh, including bosses. Wow. Um, that got me up to Satan, who who was like the final boss of that run. He's got three stages, so the problem is I only get one charge of that attack through the whole three-phase boss fight. So it's like... Yeah, I, I can't... I had to survive enough to save it to use it at the end, yeah. and that, that did not happen, because I, I had all these very good combat upgrades and no health upgrades at all Ooh. and I was purely surviving on walk into room, one hit, kill everything move on. Hmm. Uh, as soon as I had to actually stick around not being able to rely on that, I was dead pretty fast. I must say, like, I tried playing with the Zazel and I just find that like starting with a Zazel a real slog. I I find a Zazel at this point easier to start with than, say, Isaac because just the ability to one basically one-shot anything on that first floor 
is real nice. Like you've you've if got you get to close enough to him. Yeah, you've got to get real used to the timing of how long it takes to charge and how close you have to be to hit things. Mm-hmm. But once you've got that rhythm down, it makes those first couple of floors a cakewalk, which is nice. Azazel has become my preferred character for for regular uh, runs. Um, yeah, and I had a run where I managed to get to a boss that I think is called the Hush, where it it oh yeah it starts off being like it looks like blue crying baby Isaac on the floor, and then becomes giant flesh mound that does bullet hell shoot a mega death pattern, and apparently its defense scales up with your attack, so you can't just be like, I have infinite attack, I can one hit kill you. It's like, no, I've scaled up my defense to match, you're gonna have to stay in here a while. Oh dear. Uh, I did not defeat it. I had like, I had a power up that gives me nine lives, and every single one of those lives I lost fighting it over no. and over. But it was a new boss I'd never fought before, so I, I made progress. Yay. Uh, and for the first time ever I tried to do the boss rush that you occasionally get after mom, uh-huh. And I defeated it, and I didn't realise it was that many waves of bosses. It's like nearly 20 bosses back-to-back. Back, just... I think you said 18 bosses. Yeah, something like 18, 20. It, it's, a, it's a lot. Wowza. I, was, I got to like, you know, 8 or 10 and was like, okay, it's got to be done about now, right? No, 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 no. Anytime now. Any t- anytime, anytime. Uh, so yeah, I've been really enjoying Binding of Isaac. A good game. I'm not nearly as good at it as you are. Although I did defeat Mum on my own playthrough. Yes, that's a, that. That is your second because you beat her on the stream on the, the other stream, week, yeah. and now you've beaten her yourself. Yeah. So you are you you're making progress. I've just got to get a bit beyond that and see what do. Yeah, heck. Mm. Uh, what else have you been playing this week? Well, speaking of Ed McMullen games, <laughs> yes, I started playing The Legend of Bumbo. Yeah, tell us about The Legend of Bumbo. It's kind of adorable. Yeah, B- a... Bumbo want coin. Bumbo want coin. It's Bumbo's coin. Why can't Bumbo have coin? Yeah, back? Bumbo coin is gone. Bumbo just want coin. Exactly. Um, I enjoy a match three, or in this case, match yeah. four. It's it's sort of puzzle quest ish. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's exactly puzzle quest ish. Yeah, it's do the thing. Get power-ups from the particular things you broke, yeah. and now you have powers. Yeah, you sort of picture it like your plants versus zombies, like rows of things coming coming along lines. You do your match your match four puzzler to get your your attacks, and then you use them to try and fend things off that are getting slowly closer to you. Yep, um, basically, a... basically, I guess. Yeah, and then like between levels, you've got like a chance to buy power-ups or hmm. and it's it's not even buy a power-up most of the time it's like do you want this or this yeah uh, okay <laughs> yeah um it's, it's been been I, i've completed it with the first two characters yeah or, or like as far as it will let you go with the first two characters yeah um just trying to get through with with number three now yeah really adorable art style as well it's got that sort of yoshi's crafted world um yeah very of, physical very physical, sort of like here is something we made. Yeah, the the sort of the way that the lighting system plays off of these like sort of paper cardboard cutout mm-hmm. uh, characters, it just looks really nice. Yeah, it looks like Ed literally sat down with a sharpie and <laughs> scribbled on some things, cut them out, yeah. and stuck them on little sticks. Yeah, and for a game as much about like you know blood and feces as it is, it's kind of adorable. It is kind of adorable. I just wished like there were more options in the menu. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, and it, it does feel like, uh, like a, um, like the kind of game you would find 
probably more on itch that sort of like here is the standard U- yeah. uh, unity um front end yeah. for launching your game this... And there's not much in the way of, yeah. of options for you, but it's a really good fun game. This is sort of how Ed McMillan launches games. He he will get a core concept out and then just sort of sort fiddle the rest it. of it, la- fiddle with it later. Tinker, tinker. Yeah. Um, like, because I've got Original Binding of Isaac with its, yeah. like, no controller support. <laughs> yeah, it's... He, 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 he doesn't release games when they are completely saturated with with options. Well, I like I don't mind that so much. I you know I've bought my yeah. fair share of uh, early access games before. What would concern me is if like in 2 years time we had The Legend of Bumbo Afterbirth. Yes. And, and it's like and you're going to have to buy a whole and... new game. Yeah. We fixed all these things. We've upgraded the graphics. Yeah, um, he does. You are gonna have to buy it. Again. He does like to do that bit, doesn't he? No, uh, yeah. As as someone who's bought like uh, Binding of Isaac, I think three times now because I've, I've, I've definitely out. bought it multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> it's like mm, come on, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What else have you played? Um, uh, not much else. I've been doing some more uh, raids in in Pokemon mainly because. I've been trying to get all my shiny Gigantamax uh, forms of Pokemon. So I've just been doing lo- loads of raids. They gave everyone a reward recently for... Uh, th- there were these Zera Aura raids happening, and if a million of them got defeated in a certain amount of time, they were going to give everyone who took part a shiny Zera Aura. And that was completed, and now I have a shiny Zera Aura, and it was my precious child. Um, other than that... Oh, not much to say about it. I've been playing Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. Uh, oh, this the, is Pod Racing on the Switch. Yeah, this is Pod Racing. Uh, that game is tough as nails in places. I rem- I remember like the Return to Bunter Eve level right at oh. the end being a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I-, I mean, I still love it. There is something really nice about the way the the Pod Racers uh, control. The boost on it feels really nice. There's not much substance to it. Yeah, it's it's a fun racing game with silly spaceships on the ground. It's it's quite fun and a bit silly. Was that originally N sixty four? I believe it was N sixty four. Yeah, I I I still have my my one that got away. Which no idea where I would fucking put it. But the arcade cabinet for Episode One Pod oh. Racer. Uh, I had the opportunity to own one of those. And I had nowhere to put it, but I had the offer, and it was going dirt cheap because someone was like, I have no space for this. Anyone want it? For like, 150 quid, have it. Oh, wow. And I fucking love that arcade cabinet. And I was like, I have nowhere for it, but like, I don't need a bedroom, I'll sleep on the pod racer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what what others would be in your, like, dream if oh. I had room for arcade machines, what would you play? Oh in? god. Um I feel like the original like time crisis. Ooh. I would love to have like a good light gun shooter and and, and the, the kickback on the guns would still yeah. have to work, god damn. Oh god, god yeah. Uh what about you? Oh um Simpsons four player arcade. Oh yeah. Turtles four player arcade. Yeah. Um Time Crisis, maybe Time Crisis two. Yeah. Um I think those were the ones I played most of. Those those were the the big ones, yeah. Those, yeah. I yeah. Gosh. On one occasion I did spend quite a lot of money on Simpsons Arcade and did not do very well. Unfortunately yeah. I didn't know the cheat. 
For knowing the cheat, like I, I watched a group of people put like three quid in a Simpsons arcade machine one night and just like, yeah, we know what we're doing. We've each got like 50 odd lives now. It's like, what? What just happens? Yeah, we're just going to stay in here. They're trying to close up, but we've put loads of money in this machine now. Or so it seems. So we're just going to stay here and play for like three hours. Ah. It's like, oh, okay, guys, sure. Teach me your wisdoms. Oh, I knew the wisdoms. And if I ever see it again, I might give it a try. Heck. Ah. Oh. So yeah, that that's everything I've been playing. You played uh, anything else? A couple of other things, mostly puzzle games. Um, I played some Soko Bond. What was that? It's uh, basically you're making little molecules. Oh. So you'll have like a hydrogen. It's got one connection, and you might bash it into a carbon. This uh, this sounds a lot like learning. Um, I mean, it will when you when you do the things, it will tell you like what you've made. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, you smashed two hydrogens and an oxygen together. You've made water. <laughs> um, or hydrogen peroxide, or mm. or whatever else. <laughs> um, like, uh, you've made ethanol. Oh, cool. <laughs> now, if I only had a few thousand million more of these. <laughs> These molecules. These molecules. I could make my own wood, wood alcohol. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, it's it's alright. Yeah, yeah, it's alright. Just make a molecule. Make, a molecule. make another molecule. But it's like a puzzle game, so you've got limited amount of space to move around. Oh, okay. I so see. sometimes it'll be like you don't want to connect to a certain thing from a certain angle, otherwise you won't be able to move your molecule. Uh, I was wondering thing. where the video game in this was. <laughs> well, sometimes you might have to attach something, move it to somewhere else, detach it. Move around and grab something else. Oh. Um, or you might have to put like a second bond between um, oh. two atoms. So it's yeah. like I've I've got too much carbon, <laughs> I guess. So I need a, a double bond between the carbon, but then I've got things on the end I need to do. Yeah. So yeah, there's stuff like that. <laughs> um, I to play Death Coming. Oh, wait, another one I got free on the Epic Store. Yeah. It's not very good. What is it? Um, basically, you're uh, you, apparently death is impressed with you, so you're gonna have a go at being death. Is this a two D side on perspective sort of two D isometric game? Yeah, I think maybe I've played this. Mm-hmm. Like death wants you to be their replacement or something. Yeah, something um, like that. That's basically. You're playing as like a young girl. Um, I mean, you're basically just a. Click. You've 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 pressed things yeah. on the world. It's like where's Wally? Like ah, where is this ah, person? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so right, I found you. Now I'm gonna click on this. Cool. That's got you to to walk over underneath this air pre- uh, air conditioner, oh. which I'm gonna drop off the building on you. Not the one I thought of, but I know what you mean now. I was yeah. thinking of a slightly different game. Or do you yeah. want to do this thing where you summon everybody to a dance party and then hose it all down and then like drop the speakers in in the water? Yeah. Woo, you've killed a bunch of people, woo. <laughs> if you kill all the people on the map, you get bonuses. But it's like, oh, just, I, I think I got like two levels through it. I was like, I don't care. Like, hmm. It wants you to do things in such a specific way that it feel it doesn't feel like the the fun death sandbox I'd hope it for. It feels railroady as opposed to uh, as opposed to creative. Uh, yeah, it's it's more like a puzzle game yeah. with very specific things. Here is the one solution, not what is your solution. Well, 
Some other times it might just be like, hey, here is a solution, but you haven't killed enough people to complete the level. So having spent 20 minutes on this, you're going to have to start all over again. Or you accidentally used this thing too early. It didn't uh, do what you thought it was going to do. And now you've just wasted that prop. Ah, uh, so, oh, okay. Uh, not impressed. That's not great. No, great. Uh, what else? Is there anything? Oh, yes, I played Mushroom 11. Yes, I saw you playing some of this earlier. This looked really interesting. Yeah, so you're supposed to be some kind of fungus? Yeah, mark? you're like a blob of... It looked Green. more like an alien goo blob trying to move around. Yes, but apparently it's some kind of fungus. Yeah. Um, so you can push it around and it does like very often the way it moves feels like a moving goo blog. Yeah. Like I'm trying to I don't know how I would describe how you move this character around. You've got like a big circle where you're having a razor. Yeah, and a razor that sort of pushes everything out of there and sort of onwards, and you're trying to like corral this goo in the right directions. Basically. Like you can make it change shape, so you might get some um some momentum of like going like on a, on a long straight and then be yeah. like okay now I need to bridge a gap so I'm going to try and make you a little bit sort of longer so yeah. when you get to the end you sort of tip up on one end and then sort of uh, like end over end as a, yeah. a static thing because as soon as you stop messing with it it just basically completely solidifies yeah. so you can bridge over stuff or like um, put one bit over, over a ledge and mm. use that as an anchor and then sort of try and get above something else yeah, it, it's real interesting. Like, I was watching you take this big blob and at one point try and wedge it into a very thin, narrow, long, uh, like, corridor. Yeah, like a little um, tube. Yeah, and you were like, okay, if I push it a bit to the right, bit down, bit right, bit down, oh, there we go, and it sort of starts snaking along this pipe. Yeah. It's, it looks really satisfying to move this thing around. It's, it's kind of... I feel like it's just filling in a gap for me at the moment, because looking at the way it moves, it kind of reminds me of the carrion demo. Yeah, that's... When I looked at this game, that was my first instinct. I was like, is this the start of Carrion? No. no not Carrion. Although, but like, Carrion's it's... got a price on Steam now, so I guess it's No coming. release date. But... Still no release date. Yeah. But it's... I think theories are at the moment that we're probably going to know by end of July, early August. Cool. Because apparently Devolver have got a, a, an announcement thing scheduled. Uh, a not quite E3 thing. I would guess so. Yeah. But it, it definitely had Carrion vibes to the way this alien blob thing moved around yeah. I mean apart from the sort of the, the solid nature of it at times like yeah. it really has that sort of like way it moves around I after watching you play it I was interested to give it a try it l- look up some footage it looks weirdly it's mesmeric to look it is at it's quite mesmeric to look at yeah, yeah. Uh, and that I believe is everything I've played that's everything I've played as well well then time for this Right, right, everyone, everyone, uh, we've got all of our member states here at the World Health Organization, um, well, except for the two obvious uh, emissions. Well, I mean, we don't want them here anyway, to be honest. No. They are from very, very dangerous places. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the UK and the US, because they're not doing well with all of this. Um, no, they, they are sort of being the petulant children of the world right now. Yeah, so I've been trying to think of, like, ways that we can convince them that, like, actually they do want to do social distancing and right. wear masks right. and whatnot. Yes, yes. So, so 
I've, I've been brainstorming and I just wanted to get your thoughts. Um, right. Have you, are you going to sort of tell them that the migrants in the air and a mask is the best way to keep them well, I mean, I mean honest... racism does seem to be very much the UK and US's thing. That's honestly like for the for the UK that's that's very much on on track. Um, I, I I did have a little extra wrinkle to throw into that. Yeah. Uh, Tell the UK that the EU wants them to take off their masks and get back to life as normal because they hate anything the EU wants them I to mean, do. I mean, we kind of do want them to do that. Yeah, just uh, take your masks off, get back to life as normal. Yeah, and... Exactly, it's good for the economy, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and we're, we're a health organisation. We understand the health of the economy. Ooh, ooh. Mm. Uh, so, yes. Um, for the US, yes. I'm thinking more we, we take the tact of... Uh, Oh, there's things in the air that you're actually scared of. Don't don't worry about the uh, pathogens and germs. The, like uh, the communists of um, yes, uh, started releasing something into the yes, air. Yes, exactly. Um, there's SJW uh, particles in the air, and they'll right, turn you right. into a big old lefty. Oh, Pride Month is a whole thing, and oh, it's yes. releasing like uh, gay chemicals, gay chemicals, and like all of the uh, Black Lives Matter protests. That's yes. Introducing a certain level of solidarity and 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 yes. class so solidarity America, that they just don't believe exactly. In. So America, please wear your anti SJW filters ah, over your mouth. You yes, see, yes, 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 exactly. Uh, f- freedom masks. Your freedom masks. Yes, they'll stop you from becoming one of those uh, those liberals or one of those uh, one of those communists. They don't exactly. like that. <laughs> I, I think I think if we take this too wrong approach, we might just be able to convince these com- these countries to. Not, not destroy the planet. Yeah, it would be really nice if we could avoid that, but uh, yeah. it seems to be way on track for uh, just destroying everything. Oh no! Hello, is that the kennels? Uh, yes, it is. Hello, hello. I'd like to get my little fellow put in for a couple of weeks. Oh yes, yes, of course. Uh, when, when, when were you looking for? On the fourteenth. Okay, um, and and can you tell me a bit more about them so I know sort of what uh, size requirements we have to, you know, keep in, in mind? Oh, about 180 pounds. Oh, fairly, fairly large. Yes, uh, but very well trained. Um, may I ask what breed? Very docile. Okay, okay. Um... Anything else you can tell me about them, just so that I can uh, get the paperwork filled out? Well, he needs to be let out of his cage at least twice a day and taken for a little walk. Yeah, that that should be no problem. And you shouldn't feed him too much. Especially not sweets. He's not allowed sweets at the moment. Um, well, we don't tend to feed them sweets as such. And he never takes his collar off. Okay, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's acceptable by us, yeah. Okay. So I can bring my subby by on the morning before I go? Wait, wait, what, what, what? My submissive. I'm going on holiday. I can't just leave him in the house on his own. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We don't do that kind of service here. Call our sister service. It's it's, it's, it's this number. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get you at the end there? Oh, what have you put in your eyes? Oh, eyes. We watched a bunch of things together a this week. A whole bunch of things. We finished all of the things. Um, we finished many things. Should we talk about Voyager first? Because we've been watching that for fucking forever. And we we finished season seven. Uh, we finished all of Voyager. We finished Voyager. Um, no and... movies for this one. 
Endgame as a finale for Voyager is pretty fantastic. Ablative armor. Ablative armor. <laughs> I love the setup of the concept. Um, I kind of wish like we'd had a slight epilogue at the end. Yeah. Um, you know, it does feel like it sort of cuts off slightly abruptly, mm. but. The whole, like, justification of how do we do the last attempt to get home felt really well handled. Mm-hmm. It it was a very solid two-parter. Yeah, definitely. I very much enjoyed. It was nice to see Alice Gridge back as the Borg oh, Queen. Oh, God, yeah. Because no, like, no no disrespect to the other a- actor that played the Borg Queen in, yeah. like, throughout the series. Yeah. Uh, there is something just haunting about Alice Gridge, like, just the sh- stru- bone structure of her face and just the, her her voice full stop I'm, I'm glad you got to be back for the finale absolutely um but god yeah the whole um the whole conceit with 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 Janeway in that two-parter is Ooh. superb and i can see why you were you were raving about this one <laughs> it's real good it was fun cuz i popped it up on facebook that we were watching it and a couple of my our trekkie friends were like I, I need to watch it now. <laughs> I need to, I, I'm popping it on as well. We're all uh, watching. I had. I have so loved Voyager. Voyager, I think, is is probably now my favorite Star Trek. I think so. Um, I feel like any Star Trek we move on to from here is going to be a little disappointing now. I think this is why we have maybe having a bit of a gap. Oh yeah, we're watching other things. We're not going straight into TNG, which Netflix wants us to watch. I mean, partly because we haven't had time. Because every time we've been yeah. like, should we start TNG? It's been like. Well, it's a two-parter. Yeah, it's a two-parter and we've got like 20 minutes. Don't really have time to hear Data trying to whistle Pop Goes the Weasel. (laughs) Yeah. But equally, I think it's... I think it's going to do us a service to see some other things and get some space so that we're not just comparing TNG to Voyager. Yeah, because there there were definitely times during Voyager we were like going, yeah, I'm really glad we watched uh, DS9 first. Like, I loved... (laughs) DS9 was was wonderful, but like, I'm glad we watched it... First, <laughs> um, I feel like that's going to be the thing for all the tracks. Now I'm going to be like, should have watched this before Voyager. <laughs> and yeah, but I think even so, I, I don't think it necessarily would have worked as well to go DS9 TNG. Oh God, Voyager. Yeah. I think I think this was the time to watch Voyager. I think so. Yeah. Oh, Voyager's real good. It's real good. So good. Like I have. Basically, no complaints about Voyager other than um, Barclay. Uh, yeah, Barclay. Fucking Reg Barclay. I mean, like he doesn't ruin it by any means, but like Barclay is the weak point in this Barclay. show. Uh, oh, it's time for Barclay to have another. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I need to. I need to. I need to get my therapist, and we're gonna have a conversation about what I should do. I need to be really creepy with Diana yeah. Troy. Yeah, I'm gonna show up to my therapist while she's on holiday. That's Perfectly not all fucking weird. It's totally fucking weird. Stop it. It's totally fucking weird. Um, what, what, what have you watched this What have I watched? This week? Well, I mean, apart from the things we watched together, we watched uh, the new series of Kipo and the yeah. Age of Wonder Beasts. Uh, season two, fantastic. Mm. Definitely kept up that quality bar. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I, I might say I enjoyed it more than season one. Yeah, it was nice to sort of sit down and sort of work through the mystery and be like, "Yeah, is it we, this thing? Is this what's happening?" We, it's always the mark of a well-paced uh, twist in a show when both of us had sort of worked out what the twist was going to be, maybe an episode or so before it happened, like not hugely early. Yeah. 
Um, but when it happened, we were both like, oh shit, we were right, it happened. And like, we were we were excited. We weren't yeah, like, we were oh, excited to be right. Yeah, yeah, saw it coming. Like, it's, a, it's always a good a good twist when it's like, even if you see it coming, the execution still yeah. is exciting as hell. Definitely. Also, like, I love the color palette of that show. Oh, and the music, the soundtrack yeah. to that show is so good. It's vibrant, it sounds good, it's queer. Yeah. Indeed. Um, I very much enjoyed their attempt at sort of building out the backstory of the the uh, the, the primary villain mm-hmm. that we'd had up to this yeah. point. Charlemagne. They did a good job of like, here's an explanation of how this character got to this point mm-hmm. and what got them there without justifying their actions now. Yeah, and, and without being that, I'm just a one-dimensional baddie. Wahahaha. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, shit happened. It's like, yeah, shit happened, but equally like, you did not need to respond the way you did to this. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's... Oh, that show... DreamWorks animations are, like, really on a good roll right now with mm-hmm. She-Ra, uh, Kipo. They, they are knocking out, like, consistently high-quality stuff. DreamWorks do what Nint- uh, Nintendo... D- Disney don't. <laughs> not Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, also... <laughs> Yay, good queer energy. Yay, good queer energy. Uh, More of this. Yeah, that, that show continues to be fantastic. It's if, adorable. If you like Chira and you haven't given Kipo a chance, give Kipo a chance. I'll be your sayings. Give Kipo a chance. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Um, we've been watching some Castlevania. Season yeah, 3. Why yeah. Why answer that? Uh, season three of Castlevania is real kinky, huh? Mm. There's a whole plot thread that is like big, big dom sub energy. <laughs> <laughs> like lots of lots of let me put you on a leash, good boy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it continues to be a fantastically animated show. Beautifully animated, like beautifully designed. Like the fight sequences are always incredible. Oh my god, yes! And we 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 watched an episode tonight that had like. Uh, someone sort of falling between realities or something of that nature. Something. We don't exactly know yet what the what the, the the deal there was, but oh my god, that was fantastically drawn. Yeah, that was just. I I mean, I can't even imagine how they did went about yeah. processing that, but it looked amazing. Yeah, it it had this magical otherworldly quality to it that was yeah, real trippy, real trippy. Um. Yeah, I, I've been enjoying a lot of the the, the written dialogue in it. Continues mm. like it's so. I didn't expect when Netflix announced they were doing a Castlevania show for me to laugh at it as much as I have done over the seasons. I, you know, I hear Castlevania, I assume grim, dark, you know, misery, like Dark Souls in tone. I was not expecting this big big barrel of laughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did watch one other thing together. <laughs> Should we talk about the disaster artist? Sure. Yeah, so um, for anyone who's unaware, there is a film called The Room. It is a bizarre, baffling, who knows how the fuck this got made film uh, from a man called Tommy Wiseau who has money that no one knows where it comes from and no one knows how old he is or what country he came from. And he's from New Orleans. He's, he's from the bayou. He's from the bayou. Right. Um... And it's this baffling work that, like, clearly seems to be made, like, so sincerely. And it comes off hilarious, and he's now sort of lent into it. He seems to have come to accept that. Yes, and 
The Disaster Artist is based on a book by a guy called Greg Cesano, I think his surname is, um, who is one of the actors who was in the room, and he basically wrote about his experiences meeting Wiseau and getting swept up into his slightly charismatic uh, personality mm-hmm. and how he ended up in the room. And it's a it's an interesting film, huh? It really is. Um, and I think they did a great job for the the shot for shot remakes. Oh, they they cast they cast their Wiseau really well. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's what James Franco. James Franco, yeah. Like he gets the right energy. <laughs> He does like, and um, and in the credits when the, when they're showing all the shot for yeah. shots, it's like next to each other, just like, huh? Yeah. Like, he clearly put his work into like fucking nail every every bit of it. A high mark. A high mark. <laughs> yeah, it's just because I'd only recently encountered the room for the first time. Like I'd heard about it. I knew yeah. memes and stuff, and I I like could identify bits from that film, but yeah, I hadn't watched it. And then we had the nerds over, and we were like. We'll watch it yeah. together. I I feel like the room in itself is kind of a fascinating train wreck, but I feel like the disaster artist gives a lot more sort of weight and understanding to yeah what this thing is. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's just the story of these these two people who just needed someone to believe in their ability to to make it and their slightly strange road to getting this film made. Yeah. Um, it's not always very flattering of Wiseau, but he no. he apparently has very much given the disaster artist his blessing. Um, it, you know, warts and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a real, real good, interesting... Uh, Which is impressive given yeah. how much at the beginning of that film he's going on about, don't tell anyone about me. Don't tell anyone about me. Yeah, it's... It, the 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 crux of it is basically like the journey from this is a thing I'm sincerely making to be like my magnum opus drama into eventually having to lean into yeah no this was always meant to be a comedy this is, this is my comedy I made a comedy yes um which like if you if if you see him in interviews these days he he will not acknowledge it was sincere he's like no it was it was comedy all along it was meant to be a comedy. I'm like you, you tell yourself what you got to tell yourself, why so? I mean, I, I, I didn't laugh nearly as much as the people in the film did, but maybe it's that whole thing of having an audience around you. Yeah, and but... I think also like be, having been primed for like it's this weird film. Yeah, I mean, I knew to expect a weird film and spoons. <laughs> yes, spoons, spoons everywhere. Uh, the film, do, uh, the film of the disaster artist does not touch on the spoons, but the uh, the book does. Ah. Uh, yes, I realised I said to you that it was going to touch on it. I was like, nope, I've got that confused with the book. But oh, no. uh, yes, the fucking the spoons everywhere. Maybe the car's a vampire. Maybe the car is a vampire. <laughs> I want to see the flying car. I want to see. Thing. I want to see the flying car edit of this. Right. Release the white show edit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, for anyone who's enjoyed the room in the past, like I can't recommend the Disaster Artist enough. It's it's a real interesting little ride. Yeah. Where do you come from? Where do you come from? How old are you? <laughs> nineteen, obviously. Natch, Natch. Yeah, he's uh, nineteen. Right. Yeah. Sure. How long ago is this picture taken? <laughs> yeah, just, just a couple of years. A couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, have you watched anything else? Uh, not really. That's that's been most of it. 
That's what, I think that's most of what I watched. I did watch one other sort of thing that I will mention. I watched uh, a documentary called Fight On, The Killer Instinct Story. Yes. Have you seen this? I have seen oh, this. You have After seen you started watching it and quote, uh, linked it in here, I did go and watch it. What did you think? Uh, real interesting dive into that real good but real messy fighting game, huh? I mean, yeah. I mean, especially once it hits the, the Xbox. Yeah. Like, I... For me, Killer Instinct is, hey, the Ultra 64 is coming. Hey, the Ultra yeah. 64 is coming. Look, there's an arcade cabinet in our local David Lloyd Center. We can go and play Laser Quest, and then we can play Killer Instinct. Look at the graphics in the background. There's an Ultra 64 thing. You can see it. Oh, my God, I'm so excited for the Ultra 64. <laughs> yeah, this this get, this series just has a history of being attached to, ah, oh, won't the, the future of this series be exciting? Oh, no, got cancelled. Mm. <laughs> yeah, anytime it tries to promise what the future will hold for Killer Instinct, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I played a decent amount of Killer Instinct in the in the arcades. Yeah. Uh, played the SNES version. Wasn't great. Yeah. Um, and, like, Killer Instinct Gold. Oh, I bought yeah. a second-hand copy of Killer Instinct Gold on the N64. <laughs> it came with everything unlocked. Oh, nice. So I just whack everything on ludicrous speed and do. I was the only time I ever managed to do ultras with Sable Wolf, <laughs> being my favourite fucking character. Oh, wonderful! And yeah, I mean the other thing was like the soundtrack to that game was fucking incredible. Oh god, yeah. And the fact that the the SNES version came with a CD audio version of of the soundtrack, <laughs> like yes. Yeah. <laughs> And the, and as as they mentioned in the docu- documentary, like the the fact that the arcade cabinets were like, yeah, okay, you set the sound level, but we will make like the announcer things just get rapidly louder and louder and louder. <laughs> yeah. Until you are appreciating ultra, ultra. <laughs> and then that was just a thing I remember. It was that and the fucking Daytona USA yes. cabinets in the yeah. arcades, just like. Yes. <laughs> this the, is a good sound. The character. sound of an arcade. Yeah. Um I mean like I had less interest in uh in the like Xbox stuff and, and yeah. the tournament stuff, but it was still interesting to sort of be like, hey, what happened to that series after I stopped caring? Yeah. Ah, oh, it it is it is an interesting series that deserved better than it got in some respects. Yeah, I mean it was really weird the whole like, yeah, your your studio's been bought by yeah. Can, can, can we go? Can, can we, we go back and work for that studio? No, that's no. part of the contract. Can we, can we finish what we were? No. No. Okay. So now we're gonna have to take our baby, our thing that we created, our thing that we yeah. worked really hard to get, and on, throw it in the trash. And we have to hand it over, very politely, to some nice people. But because we care about it so much, we're gonna do that well, so that they yeah. can do a good job. Yeah. And they did, by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah. Remarkably well, considering, like, how badly handing over studios on a project usually goes. I can imagine. I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head that I know where that's been the case. Where that didn't, wasn't a train wreck? Well, no, I I can't think of any games that have been, like, handed over. Uh, It doesn't happen often, and when it does, it's bad. I would guess not. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, that seemed really interesting. Everyone was really enthusiastic about about their craft, which is nice. I mean, maybe that was the the choice of who they interviewed and stuff, but maybe there are some people just like fuck that game <laughs> and everyone involved with it. Fuck it, like, and especially fuck Microsoft for selling us off. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it's not bad for like an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, it's a worth watching documentary. That uh, which channel was it on? Uh, hold back to block. Yeah. 
yeah, came out about three weeks ago. Apparently. Is worth a watch. Well done, the algorithm. You found something I actually wanted to watch. Huzzah! Uh, have you got anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it for me this week. Well then. Time for this. Our new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, have you spent lockdown not really caring what anyone else thinks? I mean, yeah, I've I've been letting that like uh, get real thick and bushy. Mm. Nice. Exactly. Who, you... who am I shaving for? No one. Well, I mean, I don't care. So <laughs> <laughs> I like a little buzz. <laughs> not complaining. But, you know, have you suddenly, now that lockdown is starting to be lifted, have you suddenly felt a desire to conform to uh, society's beauty standards for women? I mean, uh, there is that little bit of a thought that's gone through my head of it would be nice to get my legs out while in the hammock outside. Mm. Little tiny bit. Well, put the hedge trimmer down <gasps> and try Womanscaped. Oh! It's a shaving solution to fight through all the ultra-feminine, strong, thick body hair you've been letting grow during lockdown. Oh, okay, okay. Do you want to get rid of the, the leg hair without using, like, a, as I say, a hedge trimmer? I, I suppose. Are you concerned about chemical burns from the feet? Uh, yeah, that's not fun, that stuff. Do you think a no-no is just a big fucking no-no? Oh, no thank you. No, no thanks. No, no thank you. No, no thank you. Well, in order to conform to the unreasonable beauty standards for women, you can check out Womanscaped. Oh, this has to make me real self-conscious about my leg hair. Oh no. no oh, oh, they got me. No, they, they got, it's okay, they got me though. Oh, no. I better go to Womanscaped. Yeah, I mean, if you want to feel bad about yourself, uh, I don't want to advertise these people anymore. No, no. Go can, to the place. Can we um, advertise like hugs next week? Yeah, uh, that's uh, wo-man-scaped dot lol dot net and enter the code QMPS124 yada 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 <laughs> discount. <laughs> don't do it. If you want to be fuzzy, be fucking fuzzy. Be fucking fuzzy. If you want to look like Chewbacca, fucking do it. Yeah, get, love your Chewbacca legs. You are still beautiful. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi. 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 So, uh, things have not been looking good for us this week. No? No. Have you uh, seen any of that uh, media coverage about us? Uh, the All those reports about bad working conditions and uh, all sorts of inappropriate behavior? Yeah, but I mean, all publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah, except, like, this is the kind of publicity that's getting, like, lawsuits brought our way and, like, people are actually, you know, seem to be really upset about it. But I'm sure we've probably sacked an appropriate person, oh, maybe stuck out like one yeah. of those, those uh, solemn JPEGs. Yeah, 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 we did, but, like, they're still sad and mad But the JPEG, us. right? That... I know, they overlit the JPEG, but... Wow. I've, I've been thinking, I've been thinking. Yeah. I think I have a solution to get us out of this, Whoa, so... go on. You know, we've got that uh, that press conference coming up in, like, two weeks where we show off all the games yeah, and everyone yeah, gets real yeah. hyped, so... We've got a bunch of assets about games ready, right. and like, sure, we could wait two weeks and have them be mad at us for two weeks and then distract them, but what if we just leak one of our uh, announcements from that show, like right now? Right. Just like right now. Right, get people hyping it. Yeah, exactly. Like, make it one of the ones that, like, isn't a sequel or something. It's a new IP, so everyone's like, it's a new IP from our studio. Of course we have to talk about it, and just like... Just make that the thing they're talking about. Like when they now. Exactly. When they search our name, like, that's what comes up. Yeah, I mean, we gotta flood 
everything with that, and that will hopefully, you yeah. know, dilute the, the Google search rank. Exactly. We can get multiple stories out of it, because when we, yeah. we leak it, uh, yeah. oh, everyone feels excited. They found it. It's, oh, it's not meant to be out there. Yeah. And then, our official confirmation, that's another story that pushes the uh, the misconduct just a little further down the rankings again. Yeah, I mean, and you know, as we've seen from, like, most other things recently, as soon as it's been in the news for, like, a week, everyone's bored anyway. If, if you can push it, like, three spaces down on the news ticker, it might as well not exist. Exactly. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> what have you been putting in your ears this week? Cotton buds. Cotton buds. And I shouldn't do that, but... I mean, sometimes you just gotta glue it. Um, yeah, not not listen to a lot really. I it's... caught up on some podcasts. Mm. I still haven't caught up on fucking Dice Funk. I'm so far <sighs> behind. Yeah, it's been one of those kind of weeks for me. I've been doing a lot of listening to my podcast backlog and then just listening to repetitive music on loop and nothing new because it's been it's been a long week and I needed stuff that was familiar while everything was happening. Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of that. Yeah, um, particularly with with the, with the book stuff and me getting in slightly repetitive loops with with that during the week. It's been a lot of like, I did a lot of listening to My Chemical Romance albums on loop, uh, particularly the first couple. Uh, I gave you my bullets and uh, three cheers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to a lot of lo-fi hip hop radio beats to relax and study to, Woo! Um, because that is always good backing track. Heck yeah, it is. Um, and otherwise, it was just it was just podcast backlog. Uh, caught up on several episodes of My Brother, My Brother and Me. Um, I got mostly up to date on the Magnus Archives. I think I'm one behind now, but I'm largely. Oh, you're gonna back have to start pacing yourself now. Yeah, I know. Because apparently, it's being done as a three act play with like six week gaps between <laughs> sections. Well, that's fine. It will give me time to catch up on things that aren't the Magnus Archives. That's fair. Yeah. Um. I caught up on my backlog of The Empty Bowl, which is that uh, McElroy serial podcast that I've talked about before that's very, very chill and relaxed and calming. Serial podcasting. Um, honestly, that was like that was the one that I had the best time binging this week, because I just... I needed calm, gentle... Oh yes, let's talk about cereal. That was the energy I needed this week. Cereal, good. Yeah, like Syria. What about you? What have you been listening to? Um, I as I say, I've not really listened to a huge amount. Um, although that there was that day when we had a bit of sun, so I whacked on some um, drum and bass. Uh, mm. from the Jungle D and B Hub channel on YouTube, uh, drum and bass reggae mix volume ten by Facts Cool. Mm. Like that whole series of of uh, mixes by Facts Cool are just. Just really good summer stuff. Um, I particularly like number 10 because it's got a lot of the Ed Solo Jungle Cakes tracks in there. Like, good classic upbeat summer drum and bass. Hmm. It's good for the soul. Yeah, I imagine it would be. You got anything else? No, that's really it. It's just been listening to stuff I can tune out in the background or repeating stuff I know inside out. It's not really been a new listening week. That's fair. Well then, time for this. Time for this. And now for the weather with Invisible Bob. Hello, this is Invisible Bob. The weather recently. It's been a bit of a thing, isn't it? We had all that nice stuff, all that nice stuff. Nice, 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 nice. Look at it now. Rain. Do you know why? Well, it turns out that the clouds really missed us during lockdown. 
They all decided to go off looking for us, couldn't find us anywhere. Now locks down, starting to lift, they're back. I'm interviewing now this cloud that I met. Hello, Cloud. Hello. It seems that you've come back in abundance, brought all of the fam. Yeah, well, partly it's because I I really miss everyone, and then I realised that everyone should be inside, really, so I thought I'd stick around and try and dissuade them from going out. Right, so you've basically been away uh, looking for us, but you knew that we were indoors, is that correct? I eventually worked it out, yes, yes, yes. Right, and now you're just trying to keep us inside with the rain. Well, I mean, as much as I've missed you, um, it does seem like it would be in your best interest to go inside, please. You can, uh, you can watch me through out the window. I mean, I have been watching you out of the window. I like the way, like, the rainbows just shimmer across your surface as I'm watching you and the way you sort of seem to melt out of the sky sometimes. Uh, sure. I need a snack. This is Invisible Bob. Back to the studio. Right, come in, come in. We, we, we need to talk to you. I seem to have ripped this door off. It is very flimsy. Yeah, you, you, being, being at the level cap will do that. I think my might be past the level cap. I've done the DLC and everything. Yeah, so this is what we wanted to talk to you about. So, like, you've completed all of the content in, 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 in the adventure. I've 100%ed it. Yeah, you beat the final boss. You did the DLC. You 100%ed it. You, 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 you've done everything. I've even done some of the more popular mods. Yeah, um... We need to talk to you about your inventory. I mean, I'm strong enough to carry it, so yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, you're carrying 255 potions around with you every day. Everywhere you go. Literally everywhere you go, you have 255 potions on you. That's why I bought the advanced size pack. It's the largest size you can get. Yeah, but it's it's not... If you've beaten the the final boss, you, you don't have any need for them anymore. You, when was the last time you even took damage? You're not going to take 255 near-fatal blows. Look, you don't know. I might need those later. You you haven't needed them in months, and you're still taking them with you everywhere you go. I think you might have a hoarding problem. But I might need them. I mean, maybe we we, we just tone it down a little at a time, you know? Like, maybe... Maybe you only have 200 potions with you on a given day. Maybe you only have 150 on you on a, on a given day, you know? Are you trying to wean me off the potions? I'm trying to say that you don't necessarily need to hoard as much of this as you... You, you didn't even use them in the final... When you fought literal god, you didn't use them. Okay, but can I still keep the 67 different boots of swiftness? No, they all have identical stats and you only need one set. The set you're wearing. Actually, these are my loafers of comfiness. Okay, you can... I find that the boots of swiftness chafe me a bit. Well, you can have one pair of boots of swiftness in case you need to be swift. You don't need all of them. What if I need to raise an army and I need them to be swift? Well, then go leave the, the boots in your house and go get the boots if you happen to need them later for an army of swiftness. There's no room in the house. I put all of the armor I gains from going all around the world. We're gonna get you some help, okay? I've been sleeping on the roof. Question time. Let's have questions. Ask the questions. Uh, Zoe Monroe asks: Drones or kitties or kitty drones? Regular kitties, because kitties. I like the 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 warm and the soft, and which the I and yeah. The 
I imagine drone would not be quite perfect for those those factors. I think they would be cold. Yeah. And possibly break their programming and turn to evil. Oh no! Don't turn to evil, drone kitty. <laughs> only, only goodness, drone oh, good kitty. kitty. Yeah. Also, drone kitty does fly. <laughs> if Smudge could fly, she would be one hundred percent helping herself to cat food. So no, <laughs> she'd still have to get in the cupboard. I mean, if she could get high enough, I think she could work that out. Oh, heck. <laughs> Too much kitty power. Uh, Drob asks, hi, Drob. Hi, Drob. Uh, would you rather have a Mac or a PC? A PC, thank you. Uh, P- PC, I've used Macs before. I, I, It's probably just because this is the, the computer infrastructure I have used all my life, but I understand how, how a, a PC works. I, my, my brain is not wired for Mac. My brain is not wired for Mac. I think the only time I would really want to use a Mac is if I was doing like creation stuff full time. Yeah. There, there is one feature of Macs that is by far the only thing that I go, I, I would kill for that feature on a PC, which is the print screen equivalent. You have a, I can't remember if it's just one button or a pair of buttons. It prints screens but saves it as an image, rather than you having to go paste it into a program and save it there. Which doesn't sound like a big thing until you're trying to cover video game news conferences, and that extra few seconds of, okay, Okay, paste, uh, paste, crop down, save, uh, then find it again. Like, being able to just hit, hit that button and it saved it as an image that you can you can throw straight so away. You must have made an open source program that does There probably that. is an open source program that does it, but it's the one thing Macs do where I'm like, hmm, that's real nice. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like my I, I like my device that plays all the video games and runs all the software. Yeah, I mean I think as I said, the only time I would really want a Mac is maybe if I was doing like creative stuff from home full time. Like because music creation yeah, it's supposed to be better on a Mac. Video, they're, they're designed for photo and video editing and and sound editing. Like that is what I would yeah. want it for. That's fair. But they are fucking expensive. Yeah, and they don't like being upgraded unofficially. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think the only time I've used a Mac personally, I was still in high school. And I was playing with the After Dark screensavers. Uh, I've I've used them occasionally uh, for work stuff. Um, when I was when I was writing at Future, they largely had Macs in the office, and I had to sort of learn how do Mac. But they still only have one button mice. I believe so. Yeah, give me two physical buttons, please. Just, it's not a Kempton joystick. Put another fucking button. Just on put it. a line down the middle, so I it, 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 two buttons. Right. <laughs> uh... Lucy asks, what's your favourite dessert? Uh, I'm a real sucker for a good, like, hot chocolate fudge cake. Ooh, um, served with, like, ice cream on the side. Which mm. is, like, a real rich, chocolatey fudge cake with ice cream. Served warm. Mm. I'm torn. Because yeah? as soon as you said that, I thought of something else. Okay. Um, what my initial thought was, cinnamon waffle, ice oh, cream, oh. syrup. Oh, mm, yeah, okay, yeah, that's... That real good. That real good. But what popped into my head was... Uh, I can't remember which restaurant chain it is. I feel it's like Beef Eater or somewhere. But I remember as a, a teenager going to one on the way back from Wales, because my, my family used to drag me to Wales all the time. Yeah. Very late at night, we stopped in one, and the, the, the one of the dessert options, I think it was called a Rocky Horror. Yeah. Which was a huge slice of uh, chocolate gatto. 
Mm. With cream and ice cream, and I think profiteroles and those <sighs> those swirly straw things that oh, you get yeah. from the shop. Yeah. Um, and then like chocolate sprinkles and squirty cream. It was so oh. decadent. <laughs> oh, and fudge sauce. <laughs> That sounds glorious. <laughs> it was fucking incredible. Oh. Like, a bit much after you've just eaten, but still. I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd find room. Probably a sharing dessert, but I wasn't sharing that with fucking anyone. Look <laughs> at <sighs> what other questions have we got. No, I can only think of cake now. <laughs> only cake? There is only warm cake and cream now. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, oh my god, the Sane asks, what's the last digit of pie? Um, um, pie, pie, pie is the final pie, digit pie of pie. Digit of pie. It turns yeah. out pie is recursive. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Someone asks, uh, if you were to buff a stat, what buff would you be? Oh, what stat would I buffer? Mm. Hmm. Do you have a Do you have a one in mind for this? Constitution. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty good at eating pretty much anything and not getting terribly sick, so I think I would automatically boost someone's constitution stat. Oh, this is buff someone else's. I thought you meant like, it, the question was like, which of your own stats would you no, give a buff? buff would you be? Okay, okay, I would buff. Definitely not constitution. I don't know, if it was an older version of thing, I'd say like, will. Yeah, maybe. Because you're very good at like, I'm going to do the thing I'll now. do the thing, <laughs> do the thing. And then just like, lose days to it and have done the thing. Yeah. yeah you're very good at that. Oh, thank I wish, you. I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you too. Hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. I love you. I love you. Uh, if you could wake up tomorrow with one new skill or ability, what would it be? It would be... It, it's it's one of... Mm, I've got a couple of answers for this. Mm. It would either be the ability to play a musical instrument, uh, like, say, guitar, to be able mm-hmm. to play the guitar flu- uh, like proficiently. Yeah. Or it would be a language, um, like to be able to wake up fluent in uh, British Sign Language, maybe Japanese. Japanese probably because that's the one that would be nightmarishly harder to actually learn. Let me just wake up with that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I wouldn't mind waking up with BSL. Yeah. Um, I mean, one that would be really helpful, an ability to actually concentrate on things. Yeah. And like stay on a, on a, on target with a thing. Rather than doing, I have had ideas, I've told people about the ideas, just going to bypass this finishing that thing and come up with new ideas. Yeah, yeah. That was me for a very long time. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You're getting there. That's all the questions. Well then, time for this. this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social justice warriors. Social justice warriors? Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How you been? Oh, you know, missing the sunshine, I'll be honest, you know. Yes, uh, it's trapped inside as I have been. Like, the, the, the rain is making it more unlikely that I will go for that walk. It's, yeah, it's been real extreme to weather. Day. It's either been too warm for the walk or too wet for the walk. Yeah, looking at the uh, long-term, uh, you know, forecast, it's looking like it's going to be this way for a while now. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I was having a, I was having a think this week, yeah. as I want to do. Uh, I was, I was thinking how nice it's been. Um, you know, in some of the places where Pride uh, protests have been going on this month. You know, uh, yeah. Pride Month just just happened, and uh, you know, you know, I've I've not been going to anything this year just because uh, you know. Anxiety, social ex- distancing. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on there, but like I've seen a lot of the uh, the footage of other places that have had uh, good pride marches this year, and uh, it's been real nice to see pride 
across, you know, uh, the UK and the US, go back to a nice uh, protest feel. Yeah, going back to a protest feel and feeling much more, you know, inclusive and intersectional. It's been nice to see, you know, these events being, you know, much more uh, inclusive and intersectional. Yeah, exactly. And uh, taking a big step away from the whole structure of uh, here are corporate floats going down the road and barriers you cannot go past and... uh, you know, his is Tesco and an out rainbow face paint. Yeah, you know that uh, he's ultimately just going to leave bits of plastic all over. You know, the the local town where it's been done. Exactly, like it's been a lot of just people in the streets having a protest and a shout. And like, this isn't new for uh, for Pride stuff. You know, there's, yeah, especially there's... not like Trans Pride. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, Trans Pride uh, that we sometimes you know go along to yeah. uh, is always very. Uh, Always very good for that, just get in the streets, have a good protesty shout. But it's been nice seeing, like, you know, that, that you know, also happen, like, in London and in big, you know, big cities around the world that normally would have those big corporate yeah. events. Yeah, it's been nice to see that, you know. Like, I think London particularly, you know, it was nice to see, like, the Black Trans Lives Matter march. That felt, you know, much more powerful and, you know... Uh, important. Important and, and, yeah, just... just more of what we actually need than yeah. you know because i've been to like london pride a few times or sorry pride in london a few yeah. times and you know you hear like younger queer people going you know i'm here at the pride march to to, to friends or you know going yeah. on you know facebook live or whatever and you see you know the elder gays getting a bit you know bit like angry about it because they will always say that it's not, you know, a parade, it's not a party, it's a protest. I mean, I feel like there is room for both to, to certain degrees. I feel like there is, there is room for... It's very recharging for the soul to, you know, once a year have, like, here's just a bit of a party where you can feel good about your identity. And, and you know, but, generally feel a lot safer. Yeah, but, like, that has to come alongside, you know, get in the streets and be loud. Because, like, yeah. there was footage from... Uh, uh, New York's Pride, uh, Pride Pride March going round of police beating gay people at Pride, you know, and like it certainly things are not one hundred percent sorted yet. No, and it very much, you know, especially in America at the moment, the way things are, it very much feels like you know that this all the more need to go back to the roots of Pride. Yeah, I I. I would really love to see next year when, you know, hopefully things have cleared up a bit a, a bit more more of this. Yeah, definitely. in in pride season and like, you know, I'm I wouldn't make bets on, you know, pride in London vanishing next year in its corporate form, but like maybe the weekend before or after here is a more protesty thing that's happening. Yeah, or maybe, you know, if if um uh, London Black Pride is is going to uh, keep on as a thing and I hope it does. Yeah. Uh, that you know, maybe that will really have the protest energy to it. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited to see what form Pride marches take next year because a year off of of corporate parades is certainly not going to hurt Pride. Uh, you know, working out what it needs to be. Absolutely, absolutely. Pride, Pride is a protest. It, it certainly should be. It, it it should be. And if it's a celebration, it's us celebrating, not the corporations doing a celebrate of how many rainbows they put on things. If you work for a corporation, you are most welcome to come along, but you don't have to be sat there in all the branding. Exactly. (sighs) Fancy nug, mate. Yeah, virtual hug. Virtual hug.
Good ad, mate. Good ad. Let's uh, each respectively go pop our kettles on. Indeed, I shall have myself a cup of tea. Yeah. So, Laura. Yes? Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz in all the places. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, LauraKBuzz.com. Everything ends up getting linked on there, Mm. be it written articles, freelance features, videos, podcasts, all that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, I've got some books... Uh, one of one of which has done very well this week. Um, There's Uncomfortable Labels, which is about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. It is a memoir that is out now where books are sold or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. There is Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is a silly and serious coffee table book of video game character butt reviews with a bunch of illustrations and developer interviews and guest reviews. Um, That's coming out February 4th, 2021. Mm. And then there's Gender Euphoria, which is an an anthology of non-cisgender people's experiences with being happy with their, their gender expression. And that that went up on Unbound as of recording, like six days ago, and it's already hit 100% on Unbound. Uh, you can still back it on Unbound to get rewards like signed copies of the book and mugs, uh, mugs and enamel pins and Skype calls and whatnot, but... Uh, yeah, we hit 100% in six days, which I am um, very... I did not expect it. Um, apparently there is demand for a book of positive stories, so... Well, I mean, more than ever, we need some good news. Yeah, yeah, so now, now I'm now I'm writing the book, because cause I, can, I can pay people now for their, their contributions. I have to actually write it now. Yeah. But that's going to be my next two months, is just writing a book. It's going to be a busy one. It's going to be amazing, though. Hopefully so. I believe in you. Uh, Other than that, there are a bunch of podcasts. There is uh, Pixel Squirt, which is a video game character porn review podcast with Mari and Stacey from Geek Remix. Uh, There is Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. They're all self-contained stories. Uh, I forgot to mention, but every Friday I have a video series that goes up on YouTube called Accessibility, where I do nicely edited uh, YouTube videos about video game industry accessibility and representation. So check that out every Friday. That I'm real proud of. And then there's another podcast that I do with you. With me? Yeah, with you, Jane. Yeah, well, that podcast is Queer and Pleasant Strangers. I did this joke last week, but I'm going to hammer it home. <laughs> it's polyamory. It's polyamory. It's, it's polyamory. We do polyamory. We've recorded enough episodes to go up to January next year. We've we, we been making this show like 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 been nobody's making the shit out of this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a D&D 5th edition real play podcast. It's an evil campaign. So sad because of all the murder. So much murder, but all for a good cause, right? It's all for a good cause. Good people. Yeah. Good people. Killing <laughs> the right people. Only killing the right people. Well, mostly the right people. Mostly the right people. Sometimes there's a little bit of collateral damage, but generally yeah. you do the right thing. We kill more, more of the right people than the wrong people. Generally speaking, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's uh, you and me and Becky and Nick, and who knows, we might even do some one-shots soon. Ooh. I've had a whole idea and try and invite some guests on. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, I do that. I make T-shirts and I write things sometimes 
And I'm just going to rush through these things and tell you the one link for all things. Yeah. I do this podcast. I do other podcasts. I do things on YouTube. I have a Twitter. I'll tell you that now. That's uh, Maniac Janiac. Uh, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. And yeah. Oh, my Patreon. That's the important one. That's the one that pays the bills. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 70-hour work week. Yay! Uh, that's patreon.com slash domedmonkeyradio. And for everything else, it's streamerlinks.com slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. So, Laura, sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Be a stranger.